honor, glory, and praise because everything that we are or ever hope to be is because of Him. Let's praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Oh, how excellent is your name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. We bless your name. You may be seated. Thank you. I'm going to make some uh, announcements this morning. There are quite a number of announcements, but it's just wonderful that we do have a lot going on for you to participate in. The next big event coming up is next Sunday night. It is graduation Sunday night, and it's always so special because we honor our graduates. They give little speeches, and then over in the family center, we have a reception for them. So please make your plans to be here next Sunday evening at 6 o'clock for graduation Sunday. On the following Sunday will be a baby dedication. If you have a child that you would like to dedicate, we are not saying that this saves the baby. This is not a baptism. This is dedicating your baby back to God. He gave this child to you and is simply saying, God, this is the child you gave me. I'm giving it back to you to use for your honor and your glory. So if you're interested in having your child dedicated next Sunday morning, please see Sister Lisa Calico, which is right here. Sister Lisa, raise your hand. On May the 21st, which is the Saturday prior to that baby dedication, there's going to be an outing for crew. Now, crew are our people that are 40 to 59. This is Saturday, May the 21st, and it's at 6 o'clock, and it's at the home of Brother Jack and Sister Tracy Hoskins. It is going to be a wonderful event. It will be $5 per person, and you can give this $5 to Sister Kyron or Brother Darren Hamner because they are now over the crew ministry. The reason it's $5 per person is because Brother Jack is cooking all the food. Whoa, isn't that amazing? Then on Monday the 23rd is our Ladies' Fellowship our monthly ladies fellowship. This will be Monday, May the 23rd at 6.30. It will be in the family center gym because it is a picture painting party. And Sister Callan Rhodes is going to be the instructor. We're going to paint a beautiful picture. Probably a lot of you see all over town. Callan paints a lot of the windows all over town and does an excellent job. This will be ten dollars per person it will cover all of your painting supplies and your canvas and etc then on may the told you there was a lot of them then on may the 28th we are going to have um, a wedding here at the church this will be Brittany harrison and brenda brandon cleveland wedding it will be here at the church <clears throat> Brittany, is that correct that it's at seven o'clock at night It is. Okay, because earlier it was at 2. Okay, it got moved to 7 o'clock on May the 28th. Okay, now, right now, you're going to see a video about our exciting upcoming Vacation Bible School. 
pages 4 through 11. Pre-registration is open now. And for pre-registration, you get an extra chance added for the goodies given away. Which will be two hoverboards and four scooters. Straight from the King's Royal Palace. And for parents for an extra motivation who pre-register their children will be added to a gift certificate drawing for $100 to Bratcher's Nursery and Botanical Bouquet, $50 to Rustic and More, and $15 to 903 Nutrition. As well, my royal subjects, these T-shirts for King's Knights Vacation Bible School are available for only $10. Wow, 10 A King's discount. I must say. Each night you attend, your name will be added to the drawing. But also, follow our Facebook event page and updates and reminders will be on there. That is all for now, my loyal subjects. The castle is open, and welcome to King's Knights Vacation Bible School. Ta-ta. Well, thank God for all the talent we have around here in this church. <laughs> if you're interested in helping with Vacation Bible School, there is a sign-up slip a paper in the foyer to sign up for any particular part of Vacation Bible School that you would like to help with. Also, the crew outing at the Hoskins I mentioned and the Ladies Fellowship painting party. There are also sign-up sheets out there for you to sign up. This morning, we are celebrating our mothers. I hope you know that you are all very, very appreciated. And as you entered, you probably received a little envelope like this because we do this every Mother's Day. This is to honor your mothers. What it is is just a special offering that goes to Mother's Memorial. That is our annual offering that we take up. This offering basically supports foreign missions. It buys all the appliances in every foreign missionary's home. It also supports our orphanage in Tupelo, Mississippi, and it supports the Lighthouse Boys Ranch for Trouble Boys in Lorraine, Louisiana. So those are the three basic things this offering goes to, and it does other things. But what you do this morning, your offering will be the amount of your mother's birthday like my mother's birthday was June the 16th, so I always give $16. My husband's mother's birthday was April the 10th. He gives 10 So this is your little envelope to honor your mother. And be sure and put your mother's name on here or your aunt, whoever you want to honor. And they will run on the marquee next week, all the mothers that have been honored. So you can put this in the offering that is received today. Okay, um, make sure, ladies, if you came in this door, make sure that you know that our gifts are in this foyer. So we want all of you ladies to have a gift, and it is here in the foyer, this foyer here. So if you did not get your gift, please do so. And we have 10 special candle gifts up here that we're going to give away. If your name is called, I guess we are ready. And your pastor, he'll uh, come shake your hand (laughs) and hand you your candle. How's that? Okay. 
Okay, is there um, a Deborah Womack here? Did I pronounce that correctly? There she is. (laughs) Congratulations, Deborah. We're so happy to have you and your husband faithfully attending on Sunday. Okay, Paula Schoenbarger. Glenna Jackson. Lainey Bright. This takes a while because the pastor has to say a special word to everybody. (laughs) Nell Fleming. We're so happy to have Sister Nell back after her surgery. And it looks as if she's going to let her lovely granddaughter, Braley, receive it for her. What? Leah Faust. Beverly Lane. this is nice. This is a mother, a daughter, and a granddaughter that have just risen. (laughs) Thank you, Katie, for taking our pictures. Okay, Wendy Fleming. Carolyn Beach, Carolyn Beach, okay, the last one is our lovely secretary, Lisa Calico. <laughs> Lisa deserves that candle. She helped me wrap all hundred of those little gifts out there. Okay, I'm ready for your praise team. While the praise team is getting assembled up here again, we want to congratulate Stevie Hoskins and Richard. North Lamar's one-act play won first place in the state in Austin this week.
go ahead and stand back up. Up, down, up, down, right? This is your exercise today. You're welcome. Are you thankful for His Spirit? There's nothing like His presence. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of
exciting time the men they really responded they always respond to our worship and to our ministry but when when our wives were there they really respond especially with sister michelle because brother philip was such a major part of that 
prison ministry. He, he started the prison ministry before the prison was ever even opened. He was going over there and helping set up, set up the chapels and everything. And by our surprise, they, they made a special service and uh, had a memorial service for Brother Philip. I did not know that they was going to do that. I knew they was going to sing a couple of the songs that he sang. But as they ministered and each or several of them got up and they were able to, to speak about what Brother Taylor had meant to them. And it just brought back a lot of memories and it was precious. You know, the kind of ministry that he led over there is the same kind of ministry that you may not be involved in a prison ministry. You may not be involved, but we go out into this city right here and we can minister to the ones at the grocery store. We can minister to the ones at the gas stations. We can let our light shine before this community out here. This community, they need this church. As pastor says it all the time, this community, they need this church. They need a praying church. And we are a praying church and we are a a church that are able to move things. And I'm thankful to be a part of that. Uh, We have a, a few prayer requests this morning. Because you no longer... Hear or see your prayers does not mean the eternal word is not changed by the prayer of faith. Many of your church families, they have come through great testings. As you pray, pray that you create a spiritual climate change in this area. We pray for his glory, for in furnishing the gifts of the spirit, several people that are stirred up to study deeper truths in our area. We need to pray for... Janine Butler, that's Donna Calicote's sister-in-law. Sister Nell Fleming, uh, it is good. Her mom, okay, she fell and broke her arm in two places. So we need to keep her lifted up. Mandy Giberson has a patient that needs a touch of God. Joe Bass has a brain tumor. Carla Clark, she has severe pain. Uh, Sister Carolyn Clark needs a touch from God this morning. Dee Cheshire. She will be receiving a lung transplant. It's amazing what the doctors can do. It's amazing what God gives man ability to do in situations like that. Myra Dunsbury, she's suffering from a lung disease. Ralph Dove, that's Sister Michelle Taylor's brother, he had part of his leg amputated. Let's keep him lifted up. Tom Harris, Dawson Huey, Curtis Morris, Linda Adams, Carol Hosh, Sister Lois Weems, Sister Billy Bolton, Brother Bob Bolton, Gabby Shoemake, Brother and Sister Dickey, Brother and Sister John Proctor, Brother and Sister Charles Fleming, Brother Sister, Brother and Sister Arlton Bristow, Billy and Jeremy Trinata. So if you want to stand today, if you have a need in your body, if you got a need in your life, if you just need a touch from God. We have ministers down here that will anoint you with oil. We're believing in God. By your faith, the Bible says, by your faith, you are healed. I've got faith. All you got to have is a faith as a grain of a mustard seed to move a mountain. I know what God's done for me. I know how he's healed my life. He's healed my body. He's touched me many times. So if you've got faith, if you need a need, if you have a need in your body and you need prayer, these altars are open. If we want to go to the Lord in prayer for these needs. God, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for the needs that you brought before us, Lord. I pray for Brother John Proctor and Sister Vicky today, God. I pray that you would give them strength in their body, Lord. I pray.
He's always looking out for Jeff's best interest. Where I like to mess things up, my God, he's always keeping me in check, Stephen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm thankful I'm sold out to a truth. I'm thankful I'm sold out to a God. When you, when you, when you get sold out like that, there is nothing that is impossible for our God. He's blessed me more than I deserve. As I think Brother Seth Williams said it one time, he said, he loved me at my worst. And that's always stuck with me because I was, I was the worst of worst. But he loved me at my worst. He never gave up on me. If, as the ushers get ready to come, we get ready to take up our tithes and offerings. The Lord, he's been so good to me throughout my life where I've turned my back on him like I said he's never turned his back on me and he never will he'll never quit loving me he'll never turn his back on you and if he'll do it for me he'll do it for you or he'll do it for a family member Father, we're thankful for this day, Lord. We're thankful for this time of fellowship and this time of worship. Lord, thankful for everything that you do for us. God, we just ask that you would bless this offering. Lord, I ask that you would bless those that have to give. I pray that you would bless those that don't have to give, Lord. I just pray that you would let this money go to further your kingdom and let this money strengthen this church so we can be a strength to this community. In Jesus' name. We 
There is a delight in knowing that at that appointed day, the chump of God shall sound, the dead in Christ shall rise first. They which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. But I got some friends, got some people in this city that need to make some changes before that trumpet sounds. Be easy to get personal with it and wish I could just go ahead and die and go on to heaven. But the Bible said you are living letters. You are living epistles, he uses the term. If you were challenged by somebody very important to carry a message to somebody else that was important, would you grade the message and change it to fit the person receiving it? Or would you honor the person that sent you to say it like it was? If you were the bystander, how would you grade the man that changed the message in order for it to sound different, more appealing to the one receiving it? It is not an easy task to try to change people that don't want to be changed. But I want to mention to you as we go into this lesson today because Mother's Day is a very special day to God. And the whole concept of life is that we were born in sin, shapen in iniquity. No one had to learn how to hate, to try to pay back what others did to us. None of us had to learn to lie, cheat, steal, to become envious, jealous, etc. Man born of woman is few days and full of trouble. That's straight out of the book. The messenger sent that to us. And then, all in all, it is so easy to deviate, to say something a little different to make it more palatable to people. And so I ask you this question because it's meaningful to me. I believe God sent me to this earth to preach his word, not my thoughts about his word. I believe he really has a heaven because I've been to heavenly places Moments in life that were so ecstatic and thrilling, I knew. And I've also been to hell, moments in which I didn't have to live another day. I understand heaven and hell a little bit. But I never have to stay in joy, or neither do I ever have to stay in sinfulness. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And he's calling America to a place that from 
his vantage point in Luke, the 24th chapter, he finished his course. He climbed his last mountain, and I find it unique that he used a physical mountain to ascend off of because, it, to me, I would like for him to have left out of a valley because so many of us live in valleys. But he ascended from the top of a mountain, proving physically and spiritually that climbing to the top by faith, by the truth of God, is the ascension point. And so let me emphasize this. Most anybody that attends any church will hear the word, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the trump of God shall sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. In a moment, it says, we shall all be changed. Now, let me ask you, in all honesty, with depending on your integrity for your own life, if you're not changing now, what is the thoughts that in a sudden moment, because that's all it's going to be, that you're going to find, make that final change. It's worth thinking about. Don't get down on yourself. Paul said, I was the chiefest of sinners. So start there. He wrote most of the New Testament. So don't let your feelings take you downward. Let your realization of truth take you upward and onward into the future God designed for you when he breathed into you the first breath of life. So today, I'm not trying to appeal to the carnal mind. I'm trying to appeal to the power source that you have the advantage to say yes or no to. He said, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. And then he says, you must be born again of the water and the spirit. He advantages you by letting you have some physical touch of a spiritual nature that will cause you to consistently make changes in your mind. How many people in here today have never made a change in their mind about who they like or who they don't like? That gets it down to real rubber on the road, don't it? See, it's not about who you like. It's who you love. Let me ask it again. What are you saved from? When you say, I'm saved, what are you saved from? Then you got to ask yourself what you're saved into because you can just get out of jail and find yourself back in there in a few months. You can get a, a, a moment of freedom in a good Holy Ghost service like the singers have led us into this fabulous atmosphere today. You can feel a sense of freedom and then walk out and find yourself, if you're not carefully hosting that spirit, you can find yourself miserable. And I promise you the fight that Paul said, fight the good fight of faith, that wasn't about duking it out with the people you don't like. It was about fighting those weird spirits that tell you you can't be Jesus Christ. Those weird spirits that say 
You can't be better than you are. You've tried it, but you have almost always tried it in the flesh. Honey, I'm sorry I kicked you the other day, but I, I promise I'll try not to kick you again. And you can expect a little response to that kick. And Jesus says, I tell you, marvel not that I say unto you, turn from your wicked ways. It's wicked to hate your neighbor. It's wicked to curse your neighbor out. Is this too deep, too quick? Ladies and gentlemen, I think we do have but a short time. Now, I know Paul wrote it in Romans. He said time is short. So if it was short back when the book of Romans was written, he obviously saw eternity in the bigger mass than we look at it. Time is short for 78 years or 85 years. That's short time compared to forever. So when you read scriptural statements, you need to advantage yourself. He said, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet shall sound the dead and Christ shall rise first. But then he tells us the trumpet is the preaching of the word of God. So one of these days, the spirit of truth is going to literally reveal itself from the eternal world just as the sun finally drives the last cloud away and suddenly that brilliant light. And everybody says, oh, the sun's out. It was already out. You could see everything. But it didn't get rid of the clouds for a while. That had to have atmospheric pressure. And the atmospheric pressure is changing in the climate of the spiritual world. And so Paul says, make your call, or John says, make your calling and election sure. Don't delay. Come now. Come quickly. That means turn your faith over to Jesus Christ and let him help manage. And so today, I want to minister to us. Did, did we get that? We got it? Okay. Uh, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm, I've got to go back to school on computers. I want you to catch the title of this. Hope is not hopeless. The Bible said we are saved by hope. Hope maketh not ashamed. When you have hope, when the doctor says... I'm so sorry, I cannot do anything else. Hope starts plummeting. But when the doctor looks at you and says, I've treated cases like yours before, we got help. And it may take a while, but we're going to cut your leg and we're going to take something out and we're going to give you this and you're going to live. And we are thankful for that. But that's hope. I, I tell you, Sister Nell, I couldn't help but look at you when I was thinking of that. And I was thinking of your son. He called me. He was one of the first ones to call and pledge to help start that church in, uh, over in Dallas that we're working on. And if you haven't given a, uh, yourself a chance for that, our church is giving $10,000. And I think we've uh, raised, Sister Mary Lou, about 4000 of that, 5000 of it. So if you've got $500 you want to plant, 
Uh, matter of fact, this week uh, I was telling my wife, I said, you know, that scripture just keeps coming to me. Mate, Abraham was a father of many nations. Now, sort of collect on that for a minute. One man affected nations? That's huge. The dollars we spend helping this gospel get out is similar to that. And so when we're putting money into Dallas metro area with 7 million something people around that area and and we're planning a church and we're helping a young man that's preached for us and he has got vitality, vivaciousness, and invigoration. I'm telling you that uh, it's it's a thrill to be able to join with them. But I, I couldn't help but think one of the first guys to come and he said, Pastor, if, you, if you'll just, and I don't think he'll mind me telling it to you just like he said it. He said, I got 500 now, and I'll get that 500 as soon as I can collect that next check. You don't pastor people like that. And then cut them short when it comes to the final checkout moment. There's scores of you that do that same kind of thing. I'm not going to call your name and embarrass anybody else. Jimbo can handle being embarrassed. But there are scores of you that give, and I know you don't really have it to give above and beyond. Give and it shall be given is not a promise of the preacher. That's the promise of God. And when you give to the cause of Christendom, you can be sure there's going to be a bigger blood flow with a lot more vigorous, invigorating powers in it. Your tithe and your offering is part of God's plan. That's you and God. And I am a grateful receiver of part of that. But that's not why I preach. I preach because I don't want my kids going to hell. I believe in Luke 16. You can handle hell. Go read it. If you haven't read it, go read it. You can handle hell. In hell, he lift up his eyes. You'll still be able to see. In hell, he could still communicate with heaven. He talked to the people up in heaven. And they responded to him. I I preached that here a few years ago, and one of our key men walked up to me because the sermon title was, Hell May Not Be As Bad As You Think. He came to me as soon as church was over. He said, It's worse than I ever dreamed it was. Because he, at the last he got evangelistic, that's when he decided he wanted his brothers and sisters saved. I came today not because some of you sent me. Some of you feed me. And some of you help keep me alive. And some of you keep this church building alive. But I came because Jesus Christ is coming back. And he's right now wanting to sow seed in every fertile mind and every fertile heart and every desperate person. He's wanting to sow his spirit inside of us. And today we are celebrating the mother of every bit of that. Jerusalem, which is free, is the mother of us all. That's huge. And what happened at Jerusalem is what one of the things we're going to deal with today. Hope is not hopeless today. She is well. The church is not sick. Some of us are sick of doing and some of us are sick of being. That's your flesh trying to hinder your spirit. 
This is the pulpit's responsibility to preach out of us fear, damnation, and all of the weird things that are going on in our minds and hearts and preach in the Word of God. And the Bible says it so clearly, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Somebody said to me one time years ago, said, Pastor, I'm telling you, I don't think I'll ever come back to your church. I think you took me for a text. I said, well, who did you think I was preaching to? I don't preach to absentees. When I go to the doctor, I want him to get me and go ahead and take all my clothes off and put me on them cotton-picking scales. I'm not as worried about the scales right now, but there was a day I was. And then they put those cold hands on tender spots on my body. Poker face about it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, life is real, and it's that real. And your forever is that real. I don't want him to look at a mole on my life and say, look, uh, man, there's no hope for you because there may be a cancer behind that mole. Look at me, x-ray me, get the word out, get the Holy Ghost out, get the work of the Spirit going in your church. It'll find out my weak spot. It'll find out my strong suit. It'll find out where I really need to go and where I really don't need to go, how I need to dress and how I don't need to dress. I'm tired of rules. I'm the, he said the law didn't work, but he said once you get the spirit of holiness and you get the spirit of righteousness and you get the spirit of peace you will be able to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you I'm preaching to you a Jesus Christ that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think and he's got a church alive in the world and he calls that church the mother so why try to escape the womb of the church birth? He told them, go to Jerusalem, tarry in Jerusalem until you be filled with power from on high. You know how many went? 25% of the crowd he talked to. That's amazing to me because they were standing on the top of the mountain in Luke 24 and 500 people saw him fly away without a helicopter, without a jet, without a little thing on his back and scoot around over some stadium with a little jet propelled thing. He just ascended on high and led captivity captive and said, I'm giving you a gift. I'm going to give you power from on high. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit in you that will give you power to absolutely possess the word and activate the word and the word will make you free and the power will give you the power to go over the hills and the valleys and I will make the crooked places straight and the high places low and the low places high. I'm going to make smooth sailing. Peace that passes understanding. Joy that's joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm telling you your flesh cries out against dying but your spirit is craving. 
a new world. Could we pray for our city, every church, everybody? God, fill our county with you through me. Let's cry it out to him. Bible said when Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. It'd be a good time for us just to travail a little over the whole city right now. God, for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of the fact that you have put off your coming for a few more days, the fact that you have put off your coming so that one more person that's on the edge might come in the name of Jesus. Give us on this Mother's Day the beauty of motherhood. Amen. Galatians 4 and 24 says, which things are an allegory, for these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gendereth to bondage, which is Agar. And you've got to appreciate the honesty and the integrity of the Word of God. He said the Ten Commandments didn't work. I mean, who gave them? He did. They were perfect, but they didn't work for mortal beings. He wanted you to know. It takes years of study to get a hold of some of that stuff because he wanted us to know in this generation he tried something that should have worked, but the people couldn't do it because of their sinful nature. So this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and answers to Jerusalem reaches all the way over all the past and grabs people. And, and, and that's one of the reasons that I tell you, you want to be careful about making a decision not to live for Christ and not to fulfill his will in your life based on the fact that you've got loved ones that have already died and that you don't think or maybe they didn't get the Holy Ghost or they didn't get baptized in Jesus' name. And so you think if you do that, you're damning them. You're not affecting their future. But there is a place in the book of Romans in the, in the New Testament, and I'm, I'm not going to cite it to you because I don't want to give, give you an un, un, unreliable hope because that's all it is. It's a hope. And that is that by you, because you were part of their life and you took advantage of what they showed you and you built your life on the rest of that future, just as you took advantage of what they gave you, they may be able to take advantage of what you're doing. That spirit world is humongous. It's a whole lot bigger than we even anticipate. He said, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But I'm going to just say it as plain as I can. I'm not going to hell for my daddy or for my mother. No, they had a choice. They had a sense of maturity. And you're not going to go to heaven because they went to heaven or hell. You can, go, you can make your own choice. He said each individual has got to make a decision. And he gave gifts to men such as teachers and preachers. And so he sent me to tell you what he wants you to know. If he were here, that's what he would tell you. He didn't send me here to appease your ears and, pal, uh, ears and uh, 
ideas about Christendom. I'm here to tell you there is a straight and narrow that God alone has walked. And he walked in the form of Jesus Christ. So Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. Being born again happened at Jerusalem. If Mary, the mother of Jesus, got baptized in Jesus' name and was filled with the Holy Ghost and talked in tongues, why in the world would anybody that was a vagrant not want to do what a lady chosen to have a baby out of a spiritual encounter? And the whole world celebrates Christmas and takes and enjoys the vacation. But ladies and gentlemen, it is high time, Romans, uh, Romans there, I can't remember exactly, but it's in the book of Romans, it's high time to awaken out of our sleep for now is our salvation. The word awaken there just simply means come to your senses. <coughs> Must have got out of range here. Mother is awake, and senses are needed now. Do you have any sense of a need in your life? Paul said it this way. I mean, he's killing Christians. He was there when Stephen was stoned. And he said, my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory. There's not one thing that you can ask him for that he can't afford. But he will not give you gods of this world because you want more of the gods of this world. First Peter 4 and 11 says, If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, I must be fulfilling that scripture this morning. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. <coughs> Brother Jeff, would you come here and let me see if I can do about five lifts lifting you up? That's far enough. I don't need any more. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which have come to try you. You can't live this life on your own. You've got to have a power source that would help you to lift the heaviest trial in the building. I don't know. I was looking around. There's about three or four of you that look like you've been eating good. Come on, folks. We're in a real contest with hell. We're not in a contest with each other. It's not who can dress the best in here. It's not who can shout the longest in here. It's about who can have the voice of the Spirit on a daily basis when you're fighting hell out there and hell is wanting to take you and your family to its darkest moment. I can't thank him enough for a cavern, a place to hide away for a while, the church house where the people of God come together and they begin to praise the Lord because the Bible said God inhabits the praise 
needs of his people. You want to feel a touch of God? If you want a conviction against whatever you need conviction again, begin to praise him for his resurrection. Begin to praise him for his blood. Begin to praise him for his name. Begin to praise him for his word. Begin to praise him for the church. I'm telling you, you all of a sudden, the whole chemistry of your surroundings will change. If you really want to get real with it, practice one Psalms 146, 147, 148, 149. If you really want to get serious about having an encounter with God, go back and read how David killed the bear, the lion, and all of that other stuff. I'm here to tell you, he found a way where there seemed to be no way. He began to dance before the Lord. He began to lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. He began to glorify the Lord. And all of a sudden, he looked at that bear and he said, I come to you in the name of the Almighty. I come to you and he slew the bear. It's fun to talk about that, but just go into a church building don't afford you that. It's getting to the altar. It's finding the truth and letting the word of God sink in and settle in and say, let me tell you, Mr. Devil, you can't have my home. You can't have my head. You can't have my my spirits. You are going to give yourself to Jesus. One more time. And all of a sudden, Jesus kicks him into hell where he belongs. What time is it? What time do y'all eat? Because it looks like I got enough to last till about two. There's a wind of the Holy Spirit blowing through this house. Don't even anticipate having more hell break loose in your house for a while. I'm telling you, there's enough glory in this place right now. You can carry buckets full home. You can carry memories away from here today that will say, I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he's going to be with me. You may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you and their part. Somebody say, hope is not hopeless. I want you to say, mother is not sick. Jerusalem, which is free, is the mother of us all. That's where they got baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and walked out of there with a holy fire. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerusalem is not sick. Jerusalem is not weak. There may be preachers that are not telling all about it, but I'm telling you, it still lives just as powerful as it was way back then. It will still give you a future that eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man. All the things that 
that God has prepared for them that love him and love his appearing because they know in whom they have believed they are persuaded that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think it's going to be better than you ever dreamed to be born again of the water and the spirit to be baptized in the name of Jesus walking in the Holy Ghost living godly and holy in the fear of God and eschewing all evil ladies and gentlemen mother's not sick UBC of Paris, Texas offers the spiritual assistance. And before I get the rest of this out, let me tell you, I've missed two or three places and I am embarrassed, but I'm going to put the rest of it up there anyhow. UBC leaders and directors, pastor and pastor's wife, Robert and Donna Meyer, and my wife pours herself into this church and I don't give her enough praise for that. Our youth pastor, Stephen and Callan Rhodes, church office manager, finance and bookkeeping secretary, Sister Mary Morton, music director, Kylie Birchnell, Sunday school superintendent, Brother Ronnie Bolton, children's church, Lynn and Christy English, missions, home and foreign. Uh, our office uh, staff does that. Prayer ministry, Brother J.D. Griffith, and many miscellaneous events that lend support to hope, the ushers and the, the hostesses and the coffee shop. And, and all the Sunday school teachers, I couldn't enumerate all of that. But And the people in the media, God knows, they should be in the, the whole show. We're here to provide spiritual economy to and for our community. And I want us to pray right now for that to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, you are probably the only source, each one of you in this building that are receiving the word, you are probably the only source that some people will see for the next month that has this touch of God, this anointing. Would you pray for our city, our county? God, help me to be a light. Help me to take spirits to my friends that offer hope. Give me a word from you that will offer them not damnation, but forgiveness and mercy and kindness and gentleness, meekness, joy and peace and righteousness. Hallelujah. God, we're praying for every pastor in this city. We're praying for every church building in this city that there be a halo of anointing. Oh, God, I can't even imagine what you're wanting to do today for Lamar County and surrounding areas. Help us to let Mother guide us. Let's praise him for just being here. If you feel his presence at all, just praise him for showing up. Thank you, Jesus. We dare not go out of here and just say we went to a building. Your presence is so sufficient. God's goal and effort is for you to become Christ. Unfortunately, in the past, I tried to make Pentecostals. Others try to make Baptists or Presbyterians or Lutherans or Catholics or whatever. But I want you to ask yourself the question, and don't you get down on yourself. What are you saved from when you say, I'm saved? 
What do you really mean? Because I'm hearing all kind of things. There's 360 religious systems selling tickets to heaven across this world. How do our kids know which ticket works? The scanner is amazing. They can scan one thing on your ID card and know almost everything about you in split seconds. And we wonder if the one that made those people that develop scanners is scanning our thoughts every day. So he says, purify yourselves. And he said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, because as you see that day approaching, it's going to be more important to be more sensitive. Because you're going to be really sensitive about the word as opposed to what I wish the word really said. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So what are you saved out of? And then what are you saved into? So if I'm just saved out of my house because it's burning up with fire, where am I going to live when I get home? Oh, that's a song, isn't it? Cotton picking, I must have heard it. When I get out of that graveyard, it's how you go into it that tells how you're going to live. Peace that pastors understand and joy, this joy unspeakable, full of glory. Peace and glory and joy and power to destroy the influence of hell in your heart and your home. It's a pretty big thing. God's goal and effort. Paul picked it up to the church at Colossae. He writes that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in pleasing. Don't go home and try to do all this today. He gives you the credibility line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. But you got to have a target if you're going to go somewhere. And you got to have an ability to get somewhere if you really, really intend to be there. So, Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Unto all patience and longsuffering with what? Joyfulness. Giving thanks unto the Father. When you see the word Father in the Bible, you are just reading the word source. You all have a Father And that was the source of your origin. The mother is the one that travailed and gave you the rest of your life. And when he says Jerusalem is the mother of us all, you're not playing games with like Monopoly or tennis or football. No, no, no. No, that can all, when the game is over, you might do better next. And so when when I started to, Read to you while I go all that, uh, the, these difficulties that come. 
that these mountains and valleys, you're exercising yourself unto godliness in those cases. And that's what causes you to go pray because if you didn't have some trouble, sometimes you wouldn't even pray. So he, let, he said, don't think it's strange concerning those fiery trials because that's going to keep you in touch with your source, the Father. And so giving thanks unto the Father which made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God. That's why you know without a question God was not a father in the sense of a, of a physical image. He calls him the invisible God. Just as those spirits of hate and, and demons and all of that, that's not people. Those are spirits. And you overcome those with the fruit of the Spirit and the three spirits of the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy. And so it's, it, it's all very simple. What happens is the human mind cannot understand it because the human mind is darkness and, and, and is in, in defense of itself. And, but... Thank God there can be an appetite to he that hungereth and thirsteth after righteousness shall be filled. Because if you get hungry enough, you'll drink water with tadpoles in it. I was lost one time and I did it. So I know that to be true. I mean, there was those little wiggle tails in there. But when you're 10 years old and you're lost in the woods and you don't have mama, daddy, or nobody with a canteen, and you find leaves that's got water under them, and you're thirsty as I was, I slurped it up. Yeah. We do not reinvent mother. We live her, obeying her. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from this bondage. That's what the rapture is all about. You'll never have another temptation to do bad or evil or pitiful. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's why you want to renew the Holy Ghost. The Bible says you're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Well, you can't renew it if you don't have it. It ought to be a give. It ought to be a simple thing. It's in plain, black and white. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Tarry ye in Jerusalem. And then he shows them what the power source does. When you go to Jerusalem, I'm going to give you power from on high. He just ascended off of the top of the mountain and went up into the heavens. And he said, he shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go away. He will come and you will join him in the air. That little thing I mentioned to you some years ago, that bumper sticker that said, if you see this car run off into the road, my mother-in-law took the wheel, I went to heaven. My God, what all can create out there? And God 
gave them that limited ability, but you can create a new heaven and a new earth within your mind and heart and then find your body there later. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, and hope that is not is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? These cardinal truths of God written by the Apostle Paul and others who have given to us a, a relative experience with the mighty God, with the glory of the word, the glory of the blood, the glory of the resurrection. All of those things are fulfilled in Romans through uh, uh, the book of Revelation. And then when you get to see the book of Revelation and, and, uh, and, and you see those first uh, two or three chapters, to him that overcometh will I give to sit with me in my Father's throne. To him that overcometh will I give a new name. To him that overcometh... If you're not overcoming now, how in the world are we going to overcome the grave? I'm here to tell you, practice now makes perfect then. Practice now, getting over it, get over it, get over it, get over it, get over it. Pray until you get over it. Worship again until you get over it. Trust until you get over it. And be a light to those who sit in darkness. Likewise, the Spirit, Holy Ghost, also helpeth our infirmities, our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with the groanings which cannot be uttered and I want to say it to you again when you go into your prayer closet and you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and you speak in tongues watch your thought patterns in the next two or three days after you have done that because the angels interpreted your your message of prayer your groanings of your heart and they are going to send back messages just like you get these weird thoughts that somebody hates you and you get these weird thoughts those are demons any thought that comes that does not cause of creating a peace and the joy and the power of the Lord in the home is a lying spirit and it's called devils and demons and when you get those weird thoughts and you want to cuss them out and hurt them and damn them and all of that other stuff that's demons that's thought patterns that develop pretty much powerful schemes I've had a few of those demons develop some schemes in my mind that man I was about to do somebody in and I realized hey look that's not an angel of God that's an angel of damnation. That's going to get me in more trouble for following that spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, casting out devils is a spiritual arrangement that God's got with the power of the blood, with the power of the Holy Ghost, and with the authority of the name. And Mother afforded us that. Jerusalem, which is free, is the mother of us all. Ladies and gentlemen, get to Jerusalem or get to where the pouring out the Spirit of the Lord is. Because the Spirit of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. I'm preaching and teaching to you today that there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the ends thereof are destruction and damnation and forlorn and hopeless, but there is a hope that is alive and it makes you saved. That's it. That was the quiet part. Let's stand. I want us to pray right now. You've got more time to pray than you do to play. I want us to pray for ourselves first. 
And I don't know why we have slowed down on having altar services after preaching. But it's only right that you have the chance to get with God in a special way. And we come down to the altar as a physical signal to ourselves more than anybody. But it also helps others to be strengthened in the process of that. If you don't do it but for three or four minutes, don't just do it because I'm talking to you about it. Do it because it's a good thing. And you can make a sacrificial place anywhere. You could kneel at your bench, but I'm going to invite as many as will to come to the front of this building. Pray for ourselves first. God, cleanse my heart. Let my hands be strong to the work of God. And then, God, I pray for every preacher in this city. And, God, I pray for every business in this city. And I pray that our city be canopy with the mercy and the power of your spirit. If you've never had the Holy Ghost, I encourage you to come up closer to the platform if you want the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, I encourage you to come up here and just mention it to me, me or one of our other ministers. Singers, would you sing? And if you don't know anything else to do, just plead the blood of Jesus over every life in our community. I plead the blood of Jesus from the pulpit to the parking lot that the demons are afraid to come on this campus. And that none of us be an antenna to pull their powers into this area. I pray the cleansing, the washing of the water by the word. And I pray for the spirit of Jerusalem, the mother of us all. On this Mother's Day, let us to realize that the wisdom of mother, the power structure of Jerusalem is available now for a world in need. That's it. When Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. When Zion grows, Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is
there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is Oh!